Hungry Howie's knows there's nothing better than pepperoni pizza, but the question is, which pepperoni reigns supreme? Now, you got the crispy, classic cupped pepperoni, you know, the satellite dishes, big fan. But why choose one when you get both? They got a pepperoni duo coming up. See, this is more up my alley right here. Pepperoni duo, you're getting the classic cup pepperoni, plus the original, plus 100% real cheese, unlike a lot of these other places around town. Get a large pepperoni duo, $9.99, only at Hungry Howie's. You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. All right, cash the ticket. little special edition for you guys, and it's not going to be the normal deal. We're not handing out picks, but as you know, uh, I like to do the horse racing stuff um, for the Triple Crown, some of the bigger races I go to. And there was a big story this weekend, and I happen to be down in Louisville, and uh, it's about Churchill Downs canceling the remainder of their meet and moving it to Ellis Park. And I, and I have to tell you, uh, it upset me because I think a lot of it is performative theater. I think a lot of this is about being PC, and it's a PR move, and I don't think it's earnest. So I said, you know what? I was down there. I got a chance to talk to a lot of people um, at the track on Saturday. And, and, and I thought the statement that came down Friday was a bit of a folly. So let, let me let me give you the background to it. The, the reason this is happening is there have been a rash of horse deaths uh, at Churchill Downs in the lead up to and in the following uh, of the Kentucky Derby. There have been 12 horses that have died. Uh, and again, when you when a horse has a catastrophic injury and is not weight bearing, uh, you have to euthanize it. it. It's just what it is. And I said this to Cookies when we did this episode leading up to the Derby, and at the time there were seven horses. Um, if you think anybody in racing, whether it's owners, trainers, fans, or the tracks, are in any way, shape, or form fine with horses dying, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. But I think like a lot of things in life, it's it's about how you approach these things. Look. I love horse racing. I grew up in the shadow of Saratoga. I love this game. But I have never fooled myself into the idea that we are going to operate on a zero-risk basis. I have explained timeless amounts about this game, about how we have bred the stability out of horses in the name of speed and greed. Look, I know the risks. The tracks know the risks. The owners, when they watch their money vaporize, know the risks. The trainers know the risks. Horse racing can do a lot to make the game safer. But if you are operating on a zero basis, right, a, a zero tolerance, then don't bother. Look, nothing is risk-free. Nothing. So I want to take you through this because, look, this went. this happened at Santa Anita in 2019 and there was a rash of horse deaths there and i think the difference is at santa anita they lost the track meaning the surface went bad they had had about a foot of rain they had unseasonably cold temperatures wild swings santa anita lost the track and therefore had to shut down 
Churchill Downs hasn't lost the track. Churchill Downs has brought in some of the foremost authorities uh, to do a track analysis on the composition of the track, on the moisture in the track. There's nothing wrong with the track. So Churchill Downs releases this statement Friday. Now, again, this is, you've seen the coverage through NBC. And it is just this, you feel it, you see it coming from a mile away. It's the day and age we're in where, you know, people want to use terms of whether it's woke, whether it's PC, whatever, whatever it is. They are highlighting the horse deaths left and right on the NBC coverage. And I don't have a problem highlighting it, but I think it is so disingenuous for people that are involved with the game to just publicly agree with ridiculous decisions like this and in private not share the same opinion. Look, I'm going to shoot you straight on it. I think it's a ridiculous decision, and I'll tell you why. Let me read this statement to you from June 2nd because my phone exploded. I was in Louisville for the weekend. Plans were to go to the track on Saturday, and it's one of the biggest days of racing at Churchill Downs. It's Stephen Foster Preview Day. Derby's the biggest day. Stephen Foster Preview and Stephen Foster Day, about a month apart, are, are number two and three. So Churchill Downs on June 2nd, okay, that's Friday. Churchill Downs Incorporated announced today that they will suspend racing operations at Churchill Downs Racetrack beginning June 7th through the remainder of the spring meet, scheduled to run to July 3rd. Live racing will be conducted this weekend as scheduled on Saturday, June 3rd, and Sunday, June 4th. The remainder of the race meet will be relocated to Ellis Park in Henderson, Kentucky, beginning June 10th. So let me get this straight. This is such a concern. This track is so dangerous. This is such a catastrophe that you have to shut it down, except we're going to go ahead and get this big weekend of racing in. People, do you understand this is the equivalent of a movie theater shutting down and saying, guys, this movie theater is no longer safe because you could potentially die of carbon monoxide poisoning. Even though we've tested the carbon monoxide system and it's all good, people are still passing away. We're going to go ahead and shut the theater down, but not until next Wednesday. So we'd love you to join us for eight showings of Little Mermaid this weekend on Saturday and Sunday. It makes no fucking sense. None. You're closing the track, but let's get in six stake races on Saturday with some of the most expensive horses that are training at our track. Huh? It's either too dangerous to run or it's not. But see, that's where you end up in the performative theater. Talking to people who work at Churchill Downs. These are people that work at the track and need this job. Their job just vaporized. They don't know when they're going to run again. They've lost six weeks of wages. They're out. You got season ticket holders, and you can laugh, but at places like Churchill Downs, it's no different than if you're a Red Wings, Pistons, Tigers, Lions fan. You buy season tickets. You buy a table. You buy a box. You buy access. As of yesterday driving home, no announcement has been made. Someone I know who has tickets has no idea if he's getting any refund on his money, but here's the problem. You want my opinion? This is my opinion. This isn't news. I'm not reporting it. I'm offering you my opinion. My opinion is Churchill has felt great pressure based on the headlines that were made Derby Week 
based on the new Horse Racing Integrity Safety Authority, HESA, which is located about an hour away in Lexington, Kentucky, and they want to look good. It just so happens it's coinciding with a $220 million renovation of the track where they're getting ready for Derby 150. So sure, shutting down makes them look like they care, except they don't care enough to shut it down immediately. They can't tell you that there's something wrong with the track, but they know it's, quote, something. I mean, here's the statement, by the way. Following an internal review and concurrent investigation conducted by the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission and HESA, no single factor has been identified as a potential cause and no discernible pattern has been detected to link the fatalities. Diagnostic testing of the track by experts has not raised concerns and they have concluded the surface is consistent with prior measurements from Churchill Downs in past years, plural. Even though the investigations and expert reports have indicated no surface issues, in an abundance of caution and in alignment with a recommendation from HESA, Churchill Downs has decided to relocate to me. So here's my, here's my point to you guys. They, they say we have no idea what the fuck is wrong, but we can tell you it's not our track. We don't have any dis discernible cause. We don't have anything we can offer you. But here's the equivalent of thoughts and prayers, an abundance of caution. What the fuck are we even talking about? Have you ever heard the term statistical anomaly? Do you ever think that things, when you look at large data samples, it's not just a standard pattern of occurrence. You're going to have high tide, low tide. You're going to watch Entire days, weeks of racing where nothing goes wrong, and then you will have a rash of injuries and problems. Look, here, here's the best way I can put it to you. And I don't think it's a direct correlation, right? Like, I, I don't think I can say these are the same, but I want you to think about it in these terms if you don't watch horse racing or love horse racing and you go, well, Jesus, horses are dying. We got to end, end it. Do you watch football every weekend? Facts. Football players get brain damage. Facts. Football players die about a decade earlier. Facts. CTE ruins people's lives. Do you still watch football? Do you still love football? Do you still let your kids play football? Does football present a non-zero risk to human beings, much less horses? It's hypocrisy. Again, the way they'll opt to try to cancel people is, oh, you're supporting animal. No, I'm not supporting animal abuse. It's horrific when horses pass away or get injured. Horrific. Beyond what it can do to people. Look what it does to the animal. But here's your problems. You want to fix the sport? It's not performative theater like this shit. You want to fix the sport? Here's what you do. Well, A, you do some of the things horse racing's already doing. Whether it's in-race regulations, and I don't want to get too granular because I'll lose people. But whether it's use of the crop or the stick, you want to get involved with race day medications, Lasix. Horse racing is taking steps. But you know what really needs to happen? And it will never happen. Because the same people that offer you thoughts and prayers are the same people who offer you the abundance of caution. You need to breed less racehorses. You need to have less races. You need to have fewer tracks.
See, but the problem is the money's not at the track. The money's in the breeding. These mega farms and anyone involved with the game, they have bred the stability out of the animal. If you look at pictures of horses, some of the great horses from the 40s, 50s, 60s, even into the 70s, um, the horses look different. The stability is bred out of the animal, the inbreeding. Uh, and we have produced animals that are low on stability and high on speed. But your problem is the game doesn't want to address the real problems. I mean, look, th th this could be a two-hour pot. I'm not going to do it. It's ridiculous what we ask jockeys to weigh. It's ridiculous jockeys don't have health insurance. But, hey, thoughts and prayers. They don't want to address that issue. It's ridiculous we don't have legitimate high-end aftercare programs for racehorses. How about we go after the people that don't take care of their animals with not just suspension from tracks, jail time? How about we go after people who make horses disappear? How come the same people who will get on TV and tell you, oh, this is absolutely the right decision, animal first, animal first, how come they never have a fucking thing to say when nobody can find these horses when they're done running? Because they haven't been retired ethically. Because a lot of places don't have the capability to take retired racehorses. How about the owners who choose not to fix a horse so they can send it into retirement and put it into a second life as a riding horse or just a fucking horse? See, the game has problems, real ones. The problems I'd like to address. But what pisses me off more than anything else is mealy-mouthed, ridiculous statements. And here's what's going to happen at Churchill Downs. You, you, you may see the track manager fired, three or four sacrificial lambs will lose their job, even though, again, track's consistent with prior years, composition's good, surface is safe, even Hisa can't tell you the surface is bad, but we're going to go ahead and shut this down so we can show everybody how much we care. Bullshit. Total bullshit. Because you ran on Saturday and Sunday. Now, if you had shut this track down on Friday, and said effective immediately, we have a surface issue. We cannot allow horses to run on it. Guys, guess what? I'd be the first one to tell you, right move. Absolutely the right move. But you know what the right move is? You know what the wrong move is? Caving. Caving to public pressure. Caving when you can't even offer people a hint of a reason. Caving when you can't even say that you're at fault for any of this. There has been a comprehensive review of everything going on at Churchill Downs. You know what sucks about it? Sometimes fucked up shit happens, okay? It's horrible. And it's not always that a horse isn't running when they're not 100%. It's not always that someone did something bad. Sometimes you take a bad fucking step and it's all over. And it sucks. I've been at the track live when it's happened. I know people it's happened to. It's horrible. No one is happy about it. No one is. But I am a realist about it. I approach it knowing what the risk is. And of course, it gives me pause sometimes about the game that I love. But it's no different than I watch football. You know, 15, 20 years ago, you watched the game and you saw somebody get knocked out on the field and you stood up and fist pumped like Tiger Woods at the Masters. You know what? I don't do that anymore because I know that that dude just incurred brain injury. But I still love football. I still don't turn away from it. I watch human beings get paralyzed. You watch NFL players in retirement that can't even walk up a flight of fucking stairs. 
And their, their reward for playing the game is that they die at 55 or 60. They don't live a normal life. CTE destroys them. And while it's not an equal comparison, it's just something I'm bringing up. Because I get tired of this sport getting shit on all the time. And nobody in the game who goes on television or who talks about it is willing to have an opinion on it other than going with the party line, so to speak, and going, yeah, absolutely the right move. Really? They have no reason to shut down. This was a bullshit statement released on Friday. And if it was truly something wrong, then don't run Saturday or Sunday, including Saturday when I was at the track. But this is the day and age we're in, and you're seeing it in all sports, by the way. I mean, it's okay to say, listen, these tragedies are nothing we're comfortable with. This is nothing we're happy about. But this is an unfortunate risk of our game. We can't lie to you. We can't say to you that this is um, great, that anyone's happy about it, and we can't give you a reason why it's happening. But there are plenty of days it doesn't happen. And if you want to fix the game long-term, it'll take decades. You'd have to start reverse breeding. You'd have to start breeding stability in. You want to, you want to fix the game? How about we stop having heaving bowls in the jock room at every, at every track in America so they can make this ridiculous weight requirement? How about we provide health insurance? How about we take care of backstretch workers? How about we do the right thing on and off the track? But see, that's my point. They don't, want to adjust, they don't want to address real stuff. They're going to cave to public pressure. They're going to cave to this new HESA commission, which needs to get good footing. I mean, hell, some of the states are fighting even wanting to acknowledge that thing. How about we have a national commissioner of horse racing? How about we get the Maryland Thoroughbred Club and New York Racing Association and the Kentucky Racing Association under one roof, under true leadership, standardized rules across the game? So understand something. If they could point to why this track needed to shut down and they shut it down immediately, I'd be fully on board. But they offer you in this statement, there's no reason we're shutting down, but we are shutting down, but we're just not shutting down this weekend. Huh? This cruise ship is no longer safe and may sink. We're not doing cruises starting next Wednesday. But please join us for the Sunset Cruise Saturday night. What the fuck planet are you on? That's why I call it performative theater. That's why. So, look, I I mean, it it breaks your heart to talk to people who work at the track. The NBA playoffs are underway, and you want to get to the game? Me too, but I'm a Pistons fan. Let me live through you. Get your tickets with Game Time. Game Time is an authorized ticket marketplace of the NBA, which means you're getting your playoff tickets even faster. Prices on Game Time actually go down closer to tip-off. Save up to 60% buy-in last minute for sports, concerts, comedy, whatever. Like, let's look at the Denver Nuggets. Reigning champs, hot ticket. You click on the uh, the game in the app. Flash deals, under 300 bucks. Yellow lightning bolt, it stands out. Red fire emoji, cheapest seat, 115 bucks, And that's all-in pricing. That's no surprise fees at checkout. I've used game time to buy Red Wings tickets. Nothing better than going to a baseball game day of. Boom, boom, you click in, easy to navigate. Take the guesswork out of buying NBA tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app and create an account. Use that code CASH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem the code CASH, C-A-S-H, for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Talk to a guy walking out. He's a ticket taker. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming out. Hopefully, you know, hopefully we're here at some point to welcome you back. That sucks. You know, you talk to a 65-year-old woman hustling her ass off to, to wait tables as an extra gig, and now that gig vaporizes. And they don't have any answers. It's not right. It's not right. But hey, right, as long as we cave to the pressure, even though we can't tell you that there's anything wrong, we'll go ahead and pacify. Pacify what? Whether you run the races here or run them at Ellis Park, there's going to be danger. And there's going to be danger every day at Belmont. There's going to be danger every day at Gulfstream. There's going to be danger at Saratoga. It sucks. But to me, it's an accepted risk of the game. And you can hate it. You can do everything in your power to make it safe. But you understand every time you line up that there's a possibility of it. Now, if that means you want to end the sport and that's your stance, fine. You can have that stance. It's a free country. But I don't have that stance. And I don't feel that way because I don't approach it with, with a fucking Pollyanna mindset. I understand what this is. And without real leadership and without standardized stuff and without not breeding 25,000 thoroughbreds a year, look, there is no real change. So understand why I'm calling this performative, because this is a Band-Aid on a bullet wound. The greater issue is, are you willing to accept the risks? Are you willing to stand by knowing you're doing the right stuff, but bad things still happen? Or are you not? Because if you're not, and we go down this fucking road where now it's, oh, animal activists want them to run on poly. Okay, we're done here. Shut the sport down at that point, okay? If we, if we replace every dirt track in America with Tabata, all right, we're going to have horses running on ground-up tires, running like fucking pogo sticks, posting fake speed figures, just shut the sport down. If that's your end gain in this, like when, when the track, and this is the last thing I'll say, when the track veterinarian was put on the spot, I think it was on Derby Day, and her name escapes me. You know, you, you, you know what I wish that she turned to, 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 and said to NBC politely? What the fuck do you want me to say? Why don't we start there? Why don't you tell me what you want me to say? 
and I'll just go along with it. Because I'm not going to see, this woman checks every horse every morning who's on the race card. You think she's happy when a horse passes away? You think that makes her feel good? You think that makes her look good? And to act like she's not doing her job? Bullshit. These people are up four in the morning, busting their ass. And I'm not telling you there's not bad people in the sport. Of course there are. There's bad people in every industry. The point I'm making is when we do these interviews and the people that are in the game basically aren't allowed to say it the way it is because people who have no fucking clue about the sport can't handle the way it is, that sucks. But that's where we are in society. We can't just say how it is. That doesn't mean it's a ringing endorsement or that we don't want to effort to make it better, but we can't not say the way it is that despite my best efforts as a track veterinarian here, despite me putting hands on every horse that gets in that gate, sometimes there are things that are out of my control. And sometimes it isn't about drugs and scumbag trainers or bad people or a surface gone wrong. Sometimes bad shit happens. And it's both terrible, but understood. But see, you can't say that. Because then a bunch of people who have no clue about the goddamn game come out and want to see you launched out of a cannon. And they want to paint you as heartless. No, it's bullshit. Total bullshit. You can both care and understand the way it is. Now, if the end game of this is you want a zero risk proposition, then I'll be the first one to tell you, let's just go ahead and shut the whole puppy down. Be done with it. Just be done with it because you will never have a non-zero risk. And when tracks begin shutting down, caving to pressure, doing performative theater, and in the very statement they released saying that both HISA and the track and the investigation and the entire process, they can't point out, point out a single fucking thing. Then what are we doing? Oh, and by the way, we're going to run Saturday and Sunday. Would love to have you out at Churchill Downs for a great day of racing. Thanks for joining. What? This school bus may explode at any time. We're no longer bringing your kids to school Wednesday, but we're still running this week. We'll see Bobby at the, at, at the, at the fucking corner. Come on, guys. So, you know, sometimes it's okay to just say it the way it is. This doesn't feel authentic. So that's all. Had to deliver it, get it off my chest, was down there this weekend. It's a bad situation all around. It was ridiculous that I was able to go to the track Saturday. It's a ridiculous statement by Churchill. And you know what? As of yet, I haven't heard anybody in the game not go with party line because the reality is they can't. They can't. Their checks are signed. What TV network's going to get behind going, you know what? This is kind of bullshit. Belmont Stakes this weekend. You think NBC? You think the people broadcasting are get up on there and go, I disagree with what Churchill did. No, because now we're no longer able to get opinions. You get agendas. Like, look, this isn't the fucking news. I view it as sports. And if I have people like Randy Moss, like Jerry Bailey, uh, like Matt Bernier, uh, like Eddie Olchek, like Mike Tirico, if I have people up on TV and they have an opinion, they should be able to offer it. Now, if you're going to go on and offer that you don't give a shit about the horses and fuck that, no, 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 you keep, that, that's wrong. You're wrong. But no one in the game doesn't care. That's an invalid conclusion. 
It's just not how it works. So, all right, that's all. Don't want to waste any time. If you enjoyed it, great. If you don't give a shit about it, you didn't make it to this point of the pod anyways. I'll give you a Belmont Stakes preview in the undercard later in the week. And uh, appreciate you guys. We're almost back to season two. We're almost back to football. Uh, Rate, review, subscribe, do your thing. And uh, I will get you that stuff later in the week once the draw's out, once I've had a chance to look at the cards. And we'll see if I can do some good work for you guys. That's Cash the Ticket.